0: What's up, everybody?
1: What's up, guys? Sorry for the uh, audio. We are currently sitting in our Airbnb right now um, with the shotgun mic that we have, but there's just a lot of reverbs. No um, no blanket party tonight. No,
0: bl- <laughs> no blanket party. That's, that if, was funny, man.
1: If you uh, listen to our Pig River podcast, we threw up like a little uh, fort of blankets to help with all the reverbs and stuff like that, so Brian doesn't kill us when he edits... With, Our podcast editor doesn't we, kill we us. We
0: did it with we did it with like thousand dollar tripods. <laughs>
1: yeah, like four of them. Yeah. Dude, we each brought three tripods this trip. What the heck?
0: Well, I mean, there's there's one for shooting, one for spotting, and one, one for, for cameras.
1: <laughs> Man, we're so bougie.
0: Super bougie. You know, um what was it? Ken Smith did that. He he sent me um I took a picture of my tea kettle in yeah. the morning, and he commented on it. And he's and I didn't I'd never seen the word before. Bougie, b o u j i e I think it was. Yeah. And so it sent me. I was like, "That's I don't know if that." He said, "That's a bougie tea kettle," and so I was thinking to myself, "That I have no idea what he's talking about. What the fuck is a bougie tea kettle?" So I'm like on the internet searching and shit and <laughs> come, come up and it's just like, it's just bougie. It's it's like proper and, yeah. right? I was, I was like, I can't believe I spent 10 minutes, 5 minutes trying to look that up, figure it out.
1: Well, guys, um, if you guys are tuning in for the first time, welcome to the Modern Day Cyber Podcast. Um, Caitlin, you really does a really good job at the intro, but... <laughs> For, for those uh you know for those coming back welcome back but for those that are listening for the first time the modern day sniper podcast is uh, the podcast for the modern day rifleman or the modern day sniper looking for uh, relevant information in the you know art and craft of long-range shooting uh, Kalen and I are forever students and you know um, on this podcast all we do is we just share our truths and our journey with you guys so that hopefully you guys can uh, take, you know, our mistakes or what we've learned to, you know, uh, your practice as whether you're a professional military, law enforcement sniper, long range hunter, or some guy that just likes to ring steel at distance. So,
0: yeah, it's, it's really cool to, to be back here in Florida and just to see like how far this whole thing has come in, in such a short amount of time. It's crazy. A lot of people ask all the time. They're like, you get, you like, this is your thing. This is what you do. How is that even possible like how is that even possible and the fact is is that you guys do these like everybody makes up a big it's a big chunk right there's a lot of support out there and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of following out there and we appreciate everybody that that uh that's uh, coming out to classes and following us on the internet and it's it's pretty humbling you know at the end of the day to know that like hey we traveled across we traveled across the country to come here to to teach people how to shoot a rifle. Yeah. And that is mind blowing to some people.
1: My family sometimes still can't grasp the fact that I, that's all I do is I, you know, <laughs> I, I make videos and I teach people how to shoot while because yeah. they, they ask, you know, when they talk, they're like, or even my some of my friends that I haven't talked to in a while, they're like, So what what else do you do? Like what's your day job? And I'm like, that that is, you know. <laughs> I'm like that is wait, my day job. Wait, what? So yeah. it's it's uh it's super cool, man. We have a lot to catch up on.
0: We do, and this is when when was the last time we were hanging out together?
1: Uh, rifles only for the, that's right in December. The uh, yeah. fourth uh, third was it fourth recon? It is fourth recon. was oh, fourth recon. recon. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was. It seems like it was a long time ago, but it really wasn't. Uh, but that's just because we've been we've been so busy with you know classes and then the 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 digital stuff the virtual stuff we're di- jumping into like crazy new territory with this on the tech like on the technology side of the house okay. trying to integrate platforms and learn all this stuff it's it's pretty it can be intimidating it, it is intimidating when you look at it you're like whoa this is a lot of stuff to get to talk to one another and you know you don't want to send out something that's incorrect and yeah. and then and then have You know, hundreds of people get the wrong information and then we know what kind of a goat rope that is. So, we appreciate everybody that's, that's, uh, you know, cutting us some slack on the technology side. It's been a hell of a learning curve.
1: Yeah, especially with the new network, for those that have jumped on um, to the Mighty Networks, uh, you know, the new Modern Day Rifleman Monthly or the Modern Day Sniper Monthly, that's kind of where all of our subscribers go. If you're listening to this, you don't have to be a uh, subscriber to have a Mighty Network account. You can just sign up, and we have essentially um, almost like a just a public page uh, for you guys. You know that maybe are like anti Facebook or anti Instagram, all that all the big tech stuff. Uh, It's a pretty cool um, network. Uh, You know, one thing that Kaelin did, and I'm sure he'll talk about it, but you know, he reached out to the uh, CEO and just let them know what we're about, you know, although we are going to come in, and that. And that's the thing that it's, it's tough right now, especially with these big techs to be a firearms industry, just because we get flagged if we want to run an ad or whatever the case might mm-hmm. be because of, um, you know, rifles and, in and, and photos
0: and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to swallow that stuff because, you know, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on that, but you know, you and I both know that, that, Nobody nobody in our community is, is going to hurt anybody, yeah. right? So we look at the ad stuff and you're just like, man, this is such a bummer. Like, you know, we shouldn't have to get hammered for this stuff. Yeah. We shouldn't have to. But it forces us to look in other into other places uh, and, do, and to do other things and adapt. And, you know, actually it was Cass that found the Mighty Network through one of her other um, coaching programs that she's in. That was the platform that they used and she would constantly say hey man come check this out like look at this look at this look at how interesting this is and how unique they can fit all this stuff and it's specifically designed to embed videos and um, webinar links and and integrate with a bunch of different platforms to give the the end user the best experience of trying to find the right information um in in a really short amount of time through tags and groups and um like we have our topics in there that it's you know the Headspace Hub, the the live Q and A, the tech topic, the shooting drills. So if you want to look up one of those one of those shooting drills, all you got to do is hit that tag, yeah. that topic tag, and boom, that comes up, and then you can search within the tag, yeah. which I think is is really cool.
1: It cuts down your search time for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I think we just gotta we we gotta look at like how that works and maybe come up with a you know with with a unique naming convention for each of them so that way they either search them by numerical order or uh month or what have you
1: so far i've been doing uh pretty much month and then the year right so like february 2021 tech topic yeah i mean which is obviously with rifle setup Mm -hmm. but um yeah, that's, I, but yeah, naming convention or, and, and for people that are listening, it just gives them a better streamlined process to, to find the information. Because I say it all the time, you know, especially with my personal Instagram. I feel like if anyone like does their homework and, and goes through probably either your posts, my posts together, I mean, either we're re- re- repeating ourselves or you could literally just go through a whole class of instruction yeah. by just reading all of our information in a post and that's why i've kind of scaled down on my personal side just because i i just felt like i was repeating myself mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, I, and I, I took a step away and um it's been good
0: yeah that's that's one of those things that can get you sucked into and you end up looking at it and you go okay like what am i really focusing on right now yeah. and and where is the importance of that focus and energy being directed yeah. and you know social media is awesome i think to to be able to connect everybody so mm-hmm. that way you can like reach out to people um instantaneously but it's such a crazy catch 22 because like how many messaging platforms do you have to how how many seriously think about that
1: yeah there's a lot there's there's, 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 there's at least six or five more than i can count on one hand for it, sure
0: and so you realize so quickly that that as soon as that as soon as that message comes up, you almost feel like if you don't answer it instantly, like it's there and it's like, uh, and it just messes your whole day up. Like it can totally take the wind out of your sails. And so I'm with you, man. Like I remove, I removed Facebook from my, from my phone and I, I removed messenger from my phone. Um, and we like, I'm moving towards only checking the Instagram messages, you know, like once or twice a week because, it's just like we want to we want to direct them direct people to our live Q and A's. Yeah. So that way you have an opportunity to to come in and answer your question yeah. in that forum. Yeah. Because like if you try to get back to everybody, it's insane. You would spend like the Just, whole day. just think about it. You know, on top of a hundred emails, you yeah. now have a hundred individual messages, yeah. and that's really overwhelming. Yeah. And so it's like you can. You guys just realize like we're not it's like if we don't respond it's not because we're we don't like we're you. being spiteful yeah. it's because it's like dude i'm sorry i just don't have the time it's because i don't like myself right now <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah oh, oh man so uh dude the um the subscription service has finally uh
1: I mean, we've been talking about the subscription service for a, for a while and i, I know we've hopped it up throughout the other podcasts but you know, we've been talking about the subscription service since before, or just right, I think right as I came onto the team mm-hmm. or even right before, that, yep. before that, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like where modern say, cyber could grow. And, and, you know, we knew that the subscription service was definitely on our radar for 2021. Yeah. Um, and it's finally here. And honestly, I couldn't be more happy with the turnout on um, this week.
0: I, me too. And, and the, the thing is, I think, um, we're in a really, we're in a really weird spot right now. There's, there's a lot of uncertainty like with especially ammunition availability. And so like if you're, if you don't have a lot, then you're definitely not shooting as much as you, as you were. Right. Because you're looking at it with this like, Oh man, it's getting a little bit on the light side. Yeah. But the, the other thing with the subscription service is that there's, there's it's not all shooting and that's what we want to make sure that everybody understands is it's not all shooting yeah it's um there's there's a technical topic which is going to be some something shooting related or field or or field 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 craft craft related yeah yep there's the cool thing is guys that now the sky the sky is the limit and like honestly if if we decided to throw another video or two in there a month like that's that's what this is for like that's that's what this is for this is a way for you guys to to connect with a community and that's really where the mighty network comes in is that that's, a, that's another community that you guys can come into and there's no bullshit drama that you're going to find on Facebook there's no there's no arguing there's there's not going to be any of that stuff because it's just not going to be permitted. It's not going to be permitted whatsoever. So, so
1: yeah, the, the ammo shortage thing, you know, uh, a lot of, I see a lot of comments all the time with on modern day sniper, like, especially with our posts about the subscription service or, you know, course of fire drills or like, until this ammo situation gets figured out, you know, like I'm probably gonna hold off. It's like, it, and I, it, I don't want to sound you know arrogant when i say this but back in my day right but like but when when i was uh the chief scout or you know even um a, a team leader in a sniper platoon i shot 40 rounds every six months mm-hmm. that was my sustainment yeah you know but gr- granted we have all these other things that we do as snipers but you know as far as proficiency behind a rifle it was 40 rounds um, uh, every six months mm-hmm. and you know so you can definitely there's ways to stay proficient with your rifle right and I think that's what we're trying to do is is, is you know our goal is for our listeners and our audience and our students to, to look you know be more proficient learn how to be proficient with their mind
0: mm-hmm. that's that's I think the biggest part like we we did the headspace hub lesson last night uh, well I mean the, the, all of the, both the lessons so far people have had Awesome feedback. Yeah. Like, great, great questions. Great questions. Yep. People are saying, dude, I took my entire, I took my gun apart yep. after I watched this and put it all back together. Yep. That's, that's great. That's what we want. That's, that's the, that's the purpose behind it's, this stuff. Is
1: to question, to question everything that you've been doing before this class. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, and again, I, I, I can't stress it enough. I question myself probably every other range day.
0: Yeah, I for go sure. out
1: and I and I and I just say okay well this is what I teach let me try something else let me see if I can find something more efficient or maybe f- find a, a way better way to explain better it. better way to explain it that's right yeah yeah.
0: that's that's the other thing too because I think um, you know people have people are like man that's like you super in-depth into that into the the realm of of these topics of of like how to connect to the to your rifle but we want you to know that detail. I want them to know that detail so that way that that they can pick it apart and yep. then be able to narrow and narrow in on something yeah. not just hit the wave tops, but we want to get all the way down into the trough and figure out like, okay, what's down in there And so that way when you're off on they're off on their own, they can say, okay, cool. Um, oh, I remember this, 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 and this whereas in some sometimes it's just skimmed over yep. right instead of, like we can list it out but if you don't talk about it and break it all apart then you're just talking about uh, one particular aspect of it
1: so if you guys are listening and you guys missed the first uh technical topic we talked about rifle setup and uh you know Kayla and i wanted to talk about some just some of the question and answers or questions we got that were pretty intriguing uh from that uh tech topic it was about a I think it was about a 38-minute video, and so the way it was laid out, I actually liked how it was laid out. It was it was a, pretty much a pre-recorded video of me talking about rifle setup, and hosting a webinar as kind of like a moderator. And what was cool is I was able to play the video, and in the case that like I because I'm in the in the moment of teaching in front of the camera, I was able to pause myself and essentially uh, continue to build upon it because I know I missed it. Yeah. Right. For sure and that was and you did that a a couple times on your webinar Mm -hmm. which was which was good
0: because every time we teach a class like you you teach a class and then maybe you listen to what you said and you're like ah man i wish i would have thrown something else in there or maybe i could have worded it a different way um the the core topics are all the same but the way it comes out is a little different every time Yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah so the first question that we got uh i thought was uh well i should say the first one of the questions we got was if my length of pull is uh, too short and I can't do anything about it? How do you? How do I accommodate?
0: All the way out, it's too short.
1: Yeah, so it's like just probably a fixed stock. Oh, a fixed right? stock. And you're like six foot one, you know, six two. Typically what shooters would do is just push that scope forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? but there's only going to be so far you can go with and
1: that. You're sacrificing a lot of comfort in your wrist, your wrist area, right? Because mm-hmm. you can only pull your wrist so far back if you're six foot one, six foot two.
0: I have seen those, um, you know, if it is a fixed stock, right? I have seen those thick, um, they kind of, they're rubberized, they slide over the... Yeah, they're well, like,
1: they're, yeah. I know it's, it's like
0: an like, extra inch, dude. Yeah, yeah. And that's a lot. An inch of length of pull is a lot. <laughs> I wanted to call them bitch pads. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, if you think about it, like an inch is a lot of, that's a lot of space. You could go grab one of those. Yeah. That, I mean, they're yeah. cheap. Yeah. I, I bet you would find something like that at like, like Sportsman's Warehouse or Cabela's or something like that.
1: Um,
0: what else?
1: What else could you do? Yeah. What else could you do? Uh. It, I would say that, man. It's tough. the The if you're if if you're above like you know super tall or super short, I'd say it's 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 easier to accommodate a stock that is too short than in a stock that's too long.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I would agree with that because then you can always like if it's too short, the, your problem's always going to be in the prone yeah when you're not in the prone it's fine it's fine yeah it's it's totally fine um but yeah the prone the prone stuff is that's always the one where it's just like i spend the least amount of time there now Yeah. and so i don't really care so much about it
1: it's i uh it's funny that you say that it is um and i know we're gonna i'm kind of jumping ahead here among my many rabbit holes, but. Um, I almost feel like people, because positional shooting is so heavy, they, they now, I would say just more for competitive shooters, um, they're essentially forgetting to stay proficient in the prone, because we had a couple of prone stages down in Texas, mm-hmm. and people were timing out, right, on just really? basic troop lines, right, because okay. the, the, the basic mechanics of, you know, range, dial, shoot, right, find the next target, dial, and stuff like that. Uh, They were burning either time trying to rebuild their shooting position or, you know, not being confident in their win call. But, you know, out of an eight to ten stage course of fire, I mean, I would say the squad in front of us, I'd say I saw about three or four of them timeout. And then in our squad, I'd say about three, three or four.
0: How big was the spread of targets?
1: uh so you, you'd go from like 600 to 1100 or like 800 to 1100 and then 100 yard increments but it's it was like how oh not I mean you could probably see them all in uh two bino fields of you.
0: oh man it's not that bad no so yeah. five targets
1: yeah about five targets yeah.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, two, I can two, see two, where two, you would two I, minute, two minutes, two minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean you
1: you got to have your shit. Together. And then and then starting starting position as well is standing standing moving down to the prone, mm. right? So so the small things you are like oh like newer shooters right? Yeah. You know they're they're being coached. Hey, you know once once you get in the prone, go straight to the positional.
0: Yeah, and not uh, right. practice that. So that's why yeah. that that's where the. Uh, the twenty-one dot drill shines. Yep. Yep. I mean, you know, you're hitting, you're hitting a minute of angle target at a hundred yards. If you're making the standard, um, standing to prone yep. with your rifle, and I think the I think the standard is the the fastest standard is ten seconds rifle at the high ready.
1: Uh, I think we modified that to like six seconds because it was too slow. Without the rifle or rifle hand? Rifle in hand. Oh, rifle in hand. Yeah, it is, yeah, ten, it it is like ten, ten seconds.
0: seconds. So if you think about that, if you apply everything from, you know, learning, okay, well, we index, we orient ourselves to the target, we keep our eye on the target, we point the gun at the target, we set the gun down, I've got my eye on the target, I index, I come into the gun, we should be able to repeat that same 10 second time standard on paper at 100 yards on a target at distance, provided that you're, you know, you just get the wing, that first wing call you don't have to look at the mirage. Yeah. It's just boom yeah. done. You could get that done in ten seconds. Yep. Theoretically.
1: Yeah. So if you if you guys are, you know, trying to figure out dry for all drills at home, do that. Have your rifle in your hand. Call it the you know, high ready, low ready or whatever. I call it your workspace. Um, and then have your bipods up, so non deployed. Hopefully hopefully if you're running bipods and then move down to the prone and you know, take one well aimed shot at a one minute target
0: because um, cause I got I got a shooting drill next month nice it's long yeah. range it's long range nice. engagement so we little hint him.
1: so circling back to again my rabbit hole that I like to dive into uh, circling back to the, the rifle setup questions um, I think another question uh, that we got was uh, vertical grip placement in terms of or how your how your grip is supposed to be right a traditional grip versus, you know, a a different. Oh, like a Monte Carlo style stock. Um, No, 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 no. I'm just talking about like, they were asking us how our grip is um, with, to accommodate the the 90 degrees of trigger control. hmm. And
0: forward, it's like, I would say, like if I could use one word to describe the position, it's forward. Forward, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So not completely wrapping around the whole grip itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're you're pinching, you're pinching the grip between the three fingers. And then the meaty portion of your palm. Yeah, palm, yep. And then wherever your three fingers lay on, mine are usually on the side, yep, like quartering, yeah. Or depending on the on the ergonomics of the grip, like right on the front of the yeah. stock.
1: And that's another thing that I talked about in the webinar too. A lot of times people focus on the front end of that gr- the grip of where it mm-hmm. ends of of that distance to the trigger, but I personally think. The distance that really matters is that palm swell, where the meaty portion of your palm touches your grip that stops that stops your hand from going any more forward
0: yep okay does that make totally. sense yeah absolutely that's where on Group. a on a grip that's like appropriately sized yes yeah yeah that's a perfect that's yeah. a great stop yeah because
1: people people are always trying to, they're worried about well bring the grip closer or just like the the the, the front end of it well if you don't move that whole palm swell forward, right, you're, you're not really doing anything. Yep. So, um, cause that's one of the things that I figured on a couple stocks that I have is it, the, the palm swell is too far back to where now, in order for me to get my 90 degrees, I almost have to float my hand off to the side, right?
0: Yep, exactly. And that's, that's where we talked, well, we talked the last on the last one about um, placing your finger, oh no, that was in your class. Um, placing your finger mm-hmm. on the trigger first, first, yeah, and then building it backwards, building your
1: grip around it, yeah. Whereas and Jacob Bynum likes to call it a hold,
0: yeah. That's yeah. How,
1: that's kind of where what I I you know I I uh, I like how he taught that down in, in Texas.
0: Yeah, I I've been noticing quite a bit going to some of the local matches and watching uh, watching shooters like not even touch the fucking, not even touch the rifle, fucking
1: tap it, just
0: tappers. Y'all are a bunch of tappers.
1: Don't, don't even get me started on light ass triggers because <laughs> people are gonna be like,
0: Lose their "Everybody's shit. gonna get their feelings hurt." Uh,
1: yeah, you know, the I, okay. So this is my this is my my theory behind lighter triggers, heavier triggers. After I. Got behind my first competition rifle. This was while I was still teaching at the schoolhouse. It was actually uh, one of my buddies, Ramos. He had a, um, he didn't have a aftermarket trigger. It was just, it was just uh, a regular Remington 700, but it was um, filed down, right? The Gunsmith filed it down. So it ended up being like a pound. I was like, holy crap, that's pretty amazing. But because I didn't have a rifle at that point in time yet, I was like, all right, I, I still have to like Train, right? Mm-hmm. And then even when um, I did get my own rifle, I had a Timney. My Cavalry Elite was the first rifle. It was set to like... It was probably set to a pound as well, right? But I knew that I was spending most of my time at the schoolhouse on work guns.
0: Yeah.
1: And for me, at least, what I found is having a heavier trigger gave me the discipline to not settle for a sorry-ass position.
0: True. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Right? Because it's... I... You, order, don't, you don't yeah, have
1: the time exactly. In order for me to break a clean shot on target, I would spend anywhere from six to eight seconds on a position. On top of already bringing Building. my uh, bringing my wobble down, my wobble zone down to about a 0.1, 0.2, mm-hmm. right? So another six to eight seconds on top of that. Yep. Whereas you know now again as a competitive shooter with a ten ounce trigger. I'm able to build my position in three seconds and then within a half a second, yep. touch one off. As
0: soon as that radical's there, exactly. I can say
1: that's it. it. Mm-hmm. And like you know, trigger control defined as the skillful manipulation of the trigger that causes a rifle that fire without disturbing your sight picture. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's another thing that a lot of, I think people don't realize is with heavier triggers, especially if you're a military law enforcement officer that has a stock or factory trigger. You'll notice, depending on your trigger press, as soon as you start to take that slack out, what opens up
0: your wobble, your wobble zone. zone. Yeah, right. Because you're putting muscle into the gun. That's right. Yeah, and it's so it's so small. It's so so small. But when you look at it through through the lens of a sight picture, it's like whoa, okay, yep. yeah. And there's there's something to be said for that. Um, and just just at the end of the day like being safe is is the ultimate it's all of our responsibilities yeah. just to be safe. So like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that like you know you shouldn't have this or you shouldn't have that. Um but just recognize the fact that you need to be safe with whatever it is yeah. that you do have. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's that. <laughs>
1: That's good. I so I think that's why a lot of shooters I've seen a lot of shooters that they talk about uh, two stage shooters. Mm-hmm. I think Frank talked about this too in one of his podcasts about um, they like to feel that slack at least to be able to touch the trigger,
0: right? marry
1: marry up to it, yeah. and then pull out whatever you know the second stage, which is super usually pretty light.
0: Right? I I want to be I want to be positively engaged <sighs> yeah. with the trigger yeah. as. I'm I i want to be positively engaged with the trigger as I'm as I'm managing the remainder of the wobble. Yep. That's pretty much what I what I like to do. Yep. Um and I like having I, I like having the ability to have positive contact and I know yep. that I'm in touch. Yeah. Not just That's with a
1: single stage too. Yes, yeah, even yeah. with a single stage.
0: Yep. Yes. I want. I want that that's like a little that's like a little zone of comfort hmm. to know I'm like everything is locked right now. All I got to do is just tell it when, yep. and that's And like, if it
1: doesn't go off when I want it to, guess what? The safety's on. True, yeah. That's typically like, what it is. <laughs> like I'm,
0: I'm, I noticed it. I noticed myself uh, the other, uh, the last match I shot. Like every time that rifle went bang, went on safe. Every time the bolt went down, the thumb went forward, weapon went on fire. Like, I don't, it's just ingrained in my mind and
1: no, I see. It. No, it, it, it's I think it's ingrained in all. Because uh, when I watch my videos, even though I don't run the the safety as actively as you do, um, I still do that sweep mm-hmm. all the time after every bolt throw. Yep. It's even though the the, the gun's I know it's on already on fire already on fire, and my thumb is wanting to sweep that yep. safety forward.
0: Better be there. Yep. Because the same the same like <clears throat> the same murder session would come from pressing a trigger. With the weapon on safe as you are, as you would as pressing the trigger on a dead chamber. you just get murdered just as bad. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to going down to uh to see what's going on at the schoolhouse uh in March. Where next our next travel is in March, and we're gonna go hang out down there. And and um,
1: I'm surprised we haven't got any questions about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that everybody's kind of just like. Mm. I don't know it's it's a really bizarre time in in uh well you live you you went through it you went through one weirdness in the cyber community where the schoolhouse changes were taking effect and there was major change yeah from the norm
1: Uh, i don't know i and uh there is two sides right here like i'm like trying to like i'm trying to stay like true to my roots of being a sniper but at the same time like trying to see things holistically mm-hmm. the, the recon sniper course it, it makes sense for the BRC Marines to not have to redo what they just already showed that is possible sure in terms of field yeah. skills right land navigation yep. and, and, and uh, you know scouting and stuff like that some because some they've
0: already been there they've, like, yeah they've, they've, already, they've there, already they've shown through BRC per, yeah, they've
1: shown proficiency in it
0: exactly right. and I can resonate with that's that that's right I yeah. can totally yeah. resonate yeah. with yeah. that
1: but the, the sniper side of me, right? Like the 03, like born and bred, mm-hmm. you know, stay baby. Like, no, it's a fucking rite of passage. You, you have to go through, regardless if you're doing it again, right? Because, I mean, again, when, when I went through sniper school, no, no offense to any of my instructors, by the time that I went, my second attempt, there wasn't really anything that I knew or was, was uh, uh, learned. Sure. Yeah. Like, maybe the instructor said it in a different way, You're just but my my hogs right trained me so well that literally it was like that was the rite of passage.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting part of it's gonna be an interesting part of our future um, to see how it unfolds because you know there's 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 really good arguments to be made yep. on both yep. sides of the house. And um, you know the whether we like it or not, the the military is going to change, and it's going yeah. to change in a very drastic way yep. um, that uh, that people might not understand. Like if you if you don't look at it from through the right lens, you're not going to understand it. Like tanks, you know, yep. we, we lost we the, the Marine Corps, we um, <clears throat> lost its organic tank asset um i can tell you for you know as an infantryman in an urban combat scenario utilizing tanks as an asset that's that was kind of a that was kind of a bold move cotton you know like we'll see how that shit plays out (laughs) so but um tanks are a fantastic asset if if they're used properly and and uh and employed correctly um same thing with machine gunners and mortarmen like that's that's pretty crazy but things are changing like and that's the only like we talked about that last night in the mindfulness class um, the first edition of the headspace hub where the only thing constant in the in in everybody's existence in the entire universe is that it, it everything is changing right so nothing can stand still we have to adapt we have to evolve into different things and i think the best way to do that though is to apply the lessons learned from the past and and be able to separate the you know the i guess you could call it the um the desire to hang on to what you once knew um and say okay but i can still take those lessons i can still fucking take those lessons and apply them to the new scenario Yep. right it's not a complete departure even, though, even if it is a complete departure from the norm, you can still take those with you and apply it to new things. Yeah. For sure.
1: That was one of the things that I, I, uh, I think I really had good mentors in the Marine Corps because one of the things that they would always tell me, you know, it's like, no matter what, where you go, you know, you're, you're always replaceable. Totally. You know, like, oh man. Man, yeah. like once, I mean, and that was like, that couldn't be, you know, even more true. Like once I hung up my uniform, you know, the schoolhouse didn't shut down, nope. right? It continued on in its merry way, and yep. and I think there's a lot of Marines that struggle with that, with that separation of of identifying with Man. like this is, you know, and I know that's a whole nother topic. In it's itself, a whole other topic, but um, and, and that's what that's what modern day snipers, right? Does not yep. just talk about just the, the shooting aspect, right? But the the whole concept of you know mindfulness and yeah, you gotta, understanding that. Connection.
0: Yeah, your brain's got to get you to the range to yep. shoot, right? Yep. So, and the Headspace Hub lessons that we're going to continue to go into, like, I, it's so funny because everybody in that class last night wanted to, they're like, I want the definitive answer. I want the definitive answer to this. And I'm like, bro, this is a process. They all related.
1: And what was cool about you last night, Kalen, was um, you were very vulnerable uh, of talking about your scenario, right? Um, you know, we talked about this earlier at dinner. Like there was only one time that you brought up, uh, you know, it just, to, just to give a little bit understanding of the story of like, hey, you know, back when I was an instructor at the schoolhouse. Yeah. At one time, whereas, whereas there's a lot of instructors out there in our community, right? That you show up to a class and the whole fucking eight hours, excuse my language, um, eight hours is them talking about how badass they are.
0: Yeah, and there's there's no point in that. Um, we're gonna start. We're gonna. I'm learning a lot about that aspect of yeah. um, a different aspect of psychology from the standpoint of of ego, and it is insanely insightful. Um, so much so that it's like made the most sense out of anything that I've ever heard thus far in my 41 years on the planet. Yeah. So um, it's intriguing. It's interesting and. I can resonate with it. And the more and more people I speak to about it resonate with it immediately too. And so we're going to get into more of that stuff. And basically what's going to end up happening, the things that I want to talk about in the Headspace Hub lessons are kind of like just th- the things that I'm learning at the time yeah. that I'm... That While well, it's still fresh. Yeah, yep. exactly. I'm by no means masterful in any way, shape or form. Like This is all very new stuff to me. But at the same time, it's incredibly. Um, uh, it's just you can you can resonate with it, without question. Remember the question
1: I asked you at dinner tonight was, because uh, you talked about it's been fifteen years since oh, you yeah. separated from service, and I asked how many lives have you lived since then.
0: Yeah, that's a. In that, that's a that, profound that, I, thing. I think
1: I think that's that'd be a great Headspace hub.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Because. You know, um that comes um with one of the things that I'm learning is to is to separate the is to separate the attachment from an, an outcome of any experience. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Um the what I'm what I'm trying to do right now is to is to take is to up level my performance to the next step by adding a new layer or peeling back another layer of the mindfulness game and learning how to really harness that power. And it's 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 not easy to do, but it is totally attainable. Yeah. But it requires a tremendous amount of focus and effort. Um, and you can get tripped up super easy. And it does not take much. Yeah. It takes literally one, it can take one experience. It can take one um, interaction to trip that up and to wreck it. like. A fucking car crash at one hundred and thirty miles an hour. So, I'm really intrigued through this process. Yeah,
1: that's a uh, that's it's good, man. It's it's uh, again, it it allows me to see things right because again, I'm 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 still learning uh, to you know about balance and and how to again apply what we're teaching you know through modern day sniper into my in, into my own aspects of my own life right mm-hmm. of, of being a father uh you know uh, being a you know better son better brother and um it's uh you know because the last thing that i ever want to do is be a hypocrite yeah that's... That, that's that's one of the hardest things that i've ever had like i've i've you know and i think that's what drove me down the road of of uh of you know being a competitive shooter and 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 looking for my own answers right was like me as sergeant and staff sergeant vallejo yelling at these lance corporals and be like do this don't do that Uh i wanted to make sure that i could put my money where my mouth was Uh and that i was i was able to execute these things that i was selling these guys
0: yeah and that's you know that takes a that takes a a lot of dedication you know you're your, your weekends are gone, you know, your time off is gone. Like there's a tremendous amount of sacrifice that goes into that. <clears throat> um, and it just, it's, that's where it borderlines on like the intention. Yeah. Like we talked about that last night in the lesson too. And this is another thing that a lot of people have a hard time grasping. I had a hard time grasping it too. And, and true, trust me, like I don't fully understand it. Um, But I understand the power within it to basically not have any attachment to that outcome. Because if you don't, and it's not that you don't care, like that's what a lot of people are, they ask, they're like, well, that that just means that I, I, what does that mean? I don't care. No, 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 no. It doesn't mean that you don't care. What it means is that you're not going to attach some sort of negative emotion to a negative outcome. Yeah. Nor are you going to approach an excessively or positive emotion yeah. to a positive outcome. Yeah. You just, it just is, it's yeah. just, it is what it is.
1: It's funny. I was just listening to a podcast that said, if, if someone says something to you and it gets you angry, when you have an emotional response, that is no longer that individual's
0: nope, fault. Nope. It's not their. yeah. <laughs>
1: what podcast was that? It was Jocko, uh, Jocko Willinks. Okay. Um, from, uh, did he have a guest on, or
0: was that him talking about it?
1: Uh, it was um, him and his uh, his. Uh, I think he. I think the guy that uh, he does it with, Echo Charles. I think he's the moderator. But they're always. I think they're always together. And if you guys are listening to this, I know you guys listen to Jockos. Well, comment uh, to to because I'm the, I, I'm the, I'm a very newer listener too. But um, what I like about them, and this is one thing that I I actually would love to get back into I didn't necessarily like I was really into it. Um, but I did roll around with some uh, majors and captains when I was on my last appointment. Uh, but jujitsu, because jujitsu, jiu- a, a lot of mindfulness behind I would love to learn. Yeah, love yeah. to. but yeah, you talked about you talk about, you know, if someone gets you
0: angry, right? That's in you. <laughs> that's that's that, in yeah, you. Yeah. And that's really like, that's the aspect of the psychology that, yeah. that Cass is studying right now um that um is is so interesting because this is it's crazy shit because we've known about this yeah like this psychology has been uh, known since like the 20s 1920s and it's all about the self and it's all about that what you just said like hey hey that dude pisses me off F that guy and then you got to be able to look in the mirror and say that all of those F that, <laughs> F that dude is stuff that you don't like about yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, uh, once you like break that open and you connect some dots there, you're like, whoa, okay. I have to really stop and think about everything now because what I once knew is no longer a reality. Because once you learn it, and once you're made aware of it you can't go backwards. And yeah. we talked about that last night in the class too. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about it is once you're aware of it and it makes sense to you and it clicks in your brain, you can't go backwards. Yeah. Yeah. You only got to go forward.
1: <clears throat> that's a uh, that's interesting. It's 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 cool that it's kind of overlapping right with with podcasts that I try to listen to and kind of what you know you you and Cass talk about and 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 we have these Talks all the time. So she went over yeah, in Washington. So sort I of love, you know. I mean, we'll we'll talk all night till about like mm-hmm. <laughs> one of us has to get up and be like, yeah. "Hey, it's time Hey, bed. it's time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. uh, or, or else we'll talk all night. But um, dude, the uh, we've been pretty busy with uh, our own matches. You've been crushing it out in the uh, yeah. northwest yeah. With, uh, with the with
0: the with the chassis. Man, that thing is that thing's the heat, dude. I really like it. Um, you know, I've always been a fan of Ted I and mean, yeah. <clears throat> some people, some people are, you know, some people like don't like Ted because of his directness. Um, because Ted does not, okay, we're talking about the same thing, right? <laughs> I, think on, not, I, think yeah, I, I think it's just not, I think it's just
1: attached. I think he's just on a different wavelength than yeah, everyone
0: else. Yeah. Ted's just, Ted's. Extremely, extremely intelligent, and he um, he lives, eats, sleeps, and breathes this stuff. Yeah. And the cool part about it is, is that he was an individual that was just like, I like rifles. I like rifles. I like the classic lines of rifles, but I'm also a modern engineer. Yeah. And what he did was he was able to take those classic lines and and the classic functionality of really reliable, tried and true actions and incorporate them into one with modern engineering uh, know-how and expertise. And man, it's like, it's beautiful. Yeah. The chassis is, I think the CeeLo chassis is more along the lines of, that is truly a dedicated competition chassis. Travel, yeah. chassis, rather. Um, that's that was, that was what Ted designed it for. And I can see from that perspective because we were just talking about it tonight, like the Whiskey 3. That, that is a chassis that is born and bred from um, a tactical application, yep. right. That's where Justin designed that thing looking from. And then the, the competition stuff came afterwards. Whereas the silo like that was how Ted designed it. And I think like I think I'm going to do a review on it. Um, but now that I've had a bunch of time, I've shot about 1,400 rounds through okay. it so far. So, um, from my six, five trainer. Um, and so I think I've got a pretty good feel for, for it to do a review. Um, but the, I think you can make that thing weigh like 25 pounds with all the weights in it. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like, he really wanted to come in. The, the one thing that I love about it is the push out level.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. There's a that. push
0: out yeah. level. <laughs> and the, the first time I saw it, I was like, Ted, this is fucking gimmicky, man. What the fuck? But then I used it, and I was like, "It is in the perfect line of sight. You just, you just, you just have to glance down, and it's really? right okay. there." So that's another thing that I really like about it, and um, it's just solid. It yeah. feels solid when you when you yeah. press the trigger, the recoil impulse. Um, it, it doesn't vibrate like a tuning fork, and it's 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 very solid.
1: You know, we're almost pretty deep in this podcast. I definitely want to reserve kind of some training things that I, that I saw down in Texas for a separate podcast. But just to keep some of our guys engaged, if you're still with us this far, there's something to think about. Um, in Texas, we had a lot. There's probably, I don't know three or four targets the whole match that had backstops mm. um everything else if you've been down to CCC nap <clears throat> so it's my third time down there it's a great range uh Dave Dave Ferguson and Prentice, week wink uh, hosts a host of phenomenal match and but it's all on flatland and you've got kind of like a little lake there so when you miss sometimes it like goes in the water and it splashes right <laughs> but the perception typically is not reality and what i mean by that is where your where your impact lands doesn't necessarily mean you know that is exactly right where it went if assuming that you were shooting directly at that distance
0: well yeah you're looking you're looking yeah. in two dimensions yep right so it's not a single dimension yep. meaning like you're shooting yep. at the target yeah. and behind it is a piece of paper yep so that's another thing. Well, that happens out in our range of Washington too. Yep. We got some yep. targets out there that don't have yep. backstops. Yep. Um, and honestly, like if you can't spot your trace uh, yourself or you don't have yep. an observer, how are you going to figure that out? Yep. Experience. Yep.
1: Experience. And yeah. yeah. So like when I was observing on, on glass behind some shooters, one thing that I was trying to do is, is learn about about what the shooter would see if they're not able to catch their own trace after the mm-hmm. fact that it passes their target mm-hmm. right because as an observer you can clearly see when trace misses off the left or the right totally. so if you've got a, a, a wind if you got a lot of a, a strong wind you shoot into the wind right and you miss into the wind typically uh-huh. right it looks like that you're missing low yeah. Directly underneath it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Because by the time it passes that target and then you're essentially it's falling underneath directly underneath the target. Right.
0: Because, yeah, it's being blown.
1: Yep. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas another, another thing too is, is all right, well, if, if you're not holding enough wind and you get blown off the target, well, where it splashes also is an ind- indication where exactly how much you missed off of. Because it's still traveling, right? So it's still moving off, right. Dep- off the path.
0: Exactly, exactly. And it's there's the obviously the vertical component of yep. the trajectory, yep. Yep. A- along with the drag component of the yep. trajectory. So and and it's you know we case in point, it was same thing with wind. Uh, one of the ranges that I used to shoot on, I had a big cross compartment shot. Like the closest target was 1200, 1200 meters, um, and the farthest one was like fifteen something. But it was over a massive and very narrow steep canyon and the wind would just nuke through there and so on the on the edge of the canyon on the shooting side you know it, it would be it would be windy but it's all very it's like parasitic yeah. the effects of of the wind from the drag that it has on the ground right so then and I'm getting it's all this is experience this yeah. is the sustain on the experience aspect of it not wind but the the shooters would make wind calls based upon their position, and they'd send those rounds downrange, and they would say, "Hey, I, I'm gonna hold for 15 to 18," and it ends up being like 25 to 27, yep. because the wind in the yep. clean air, uh, right? The clean air at Max Ord is just freaking nuclear, yep. and people would always ask, "They're like, well, how do we? How would I? How would I know that? Yeah. Experience,
1: experience, experience." And so it's, it's funny, the same yeah, thing. It's with, funny that you say that. That's exactly what happened on one of the long range stages um, in Texas. Eight hundred, it's pretty fine, right? But they walk it out. They say, let's say they connected at eight hundred mm-hmm. at a eight mile an hour. They try to walk the eight mile an hour all the way out, yeah. Not knowing that obviously the further they get out, especially at that distance with that small bullet, they're really cranking up
0: yep. uh, Your on max the max. Ord, going to be a lot higher, right?
1: So really, you know, even though it it, it was an eight mile an hour to hit eight. By the time you go to eleven, it might be a ten or a twelve mile an hour.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and that's again one of those things that like I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend that as a hard and fast rule yeah, until yeah. you actually prove, prove it for yourself. Yeah. And every scenario is different. Every totally. uh, every uh, every single environment is different. different. Yeah, um, every single one. I got my ass handed to me with wind last weekend, like big time, um, and that was that was I shot out at Rock Lake on the first part of the month and then i shot out there uh at the last end of the month and on, i think it was the 30th was the last okay. match and the wind out there the day the first time i shot out there it was just or this month that month it was very constant it was a slowly increasing it started at like 10 but at the end of the day we we're you know 20 mile an hour plus but it was a constant it wasn't picking up and switching off picking up and switching off and that's what it was doing last weekend it was like it would blow like five ramp all the way up to 10 12 and then dump off and then it would ramp back up and dump off and it was it was really uh you know i just couldn't get i just couldn't get into the groove with that it was hard to get into the groove with
1: that you know what uh what app uh, came really clutch this past weekend for me was windy. Did it really? Yeah, yeah. It, it helped a lot. Just just to get my head in the in headspace of where the direction of the wind's where coming from, what from. the average was, mm-hmm. right? And that, you know, that gave me a baseline to, you know, figure out, okay, you know. And we could obviously see when that the wind was, was moving out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of times the shooters, you know, especially the first stages of the day are, are, are transitioning uh, weren't opening up with big enough wind calls yeah right?
0: that that actually happened to me a couple times yeah. at rock lake last week yeah. because it was like you know there's there's a lot of terrain so yeah. have you i don't know if you've shot on that side um at rock lake he has another section that we didn't shoot at okay um the basically it's the public range that he oh has yeah on. i've been i've been there okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so that is a really cool place to shoot yeah. because he's got the big, like big giant knob in the middle right of the in range. Front. Yeah, right in front, right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and it's like the wind is coming from this way, but then it hits that yeah. that terrain feature and it turns it into like this full value yeah, yeah. effect. And you, you're not going to know that unless yeah. you unless you shoot you it. You shoot it yeah. and you see it, and you're like, whoa, oh, yeah. okay. Where the hell did that come from?
1: There's something to be said about home home field advantage.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but then again though, like like even like my range out there where you've shot on it, there is a home field advantage, knowing where the wind's coming from and yeah. where it's going to be more intense versus less intense. Yeah. But it's freaking constantly changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's constantly changing. You just know that 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 okay, this targets on this side of the range are going to be a little different because there's that little cut that comes through there and all those things, but it's just a constant changing thing.
1: So um, one of my observations this past weekend uh, was uh, the uh, Matt Matt Brousseau. and I don't know if he listens to podcasts, but I know some of his buddies do, uh, but we were squatted together. So Matt Brousseau, if you guys don't know who Matt Brousseau is, he's uh, he's the only one right now that has two golden bullets, one uh, uh, back-to-back series. And the precision rifle, uh, former Warsaw guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were in the same squad, and we were on this KYL. And one of the things I admired about him was his ability to pause after breaking a shot and seeing that he missed, and taking the time to either measure or see what the wind is really doing based off what he initially thought. Yeah. Rather than just sending another one based off of what his correction would be.
0: Right. Right why did that correction why is it that correction yeah yeah yep. and that's yep that's and, and, and it
1: was crazy is is after like maybe a f- 10 to 15 second pause i mean he just got he he connected and then just ran it and i was like holy crap you know where i knew that if i was in that situation i'd boom i'd see where i missed try to make that immediate correction but then you know because it's a kyl rack you could easily just fall being just off the left or off the
0: right yep. you know mm-hmm. so, how far was it uh, about five ten. Five ten. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You got every shit together.
1: Yeah. yeah. So he he did that uh, on mul- multiple occasions, uh, on stages, and I, I I know he that he wasn't happy with his performance, but I told him I was like, man, you you made a lot of. I, I definitely believe there's a lot of things. There's there's such thing as getting wind fucked. For instance, know, yeah. the very first stage that we started on, and people are like, well, the other side of the range is getting hammered too. It's like, no, listen here. If you start off at a 915 yard target, or it's like, uh, it was like 952. I can't it's my it's my matchbook somewhere. And the wind is gusting from 16 to let's say 22 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. If you look at a 1 mile an hour difference at 952 yards from oh, 16, yeah. It's like 0.2 or 0.3, right? Yeah. But if you're shooting at something at 300 yards and you get that six mile an hour difference yeah it's you're still on the plate so the there's plate. no
0: you can't yeah, yeah. there's no Don't argument there. yeah and i agree with that and I so totally it's it really it.
1: is conditions roulette you know what i mean like that it can be that that has a big uh big big play into um i feel an ars meme coming along uh why <laughs> you why missed but no i i you know I, I strongly believe that and um you know he made some you know, just watching him as a, a fellow competitor and knowing that he's one of the you know best shooters in the nation, just trying to see how his you know his game planning was and his mental game was. And mm-hmm. I thought I, I, I thought I shot great. You know, I, I was watching. I was like, okay, this is the correction that I made. He made the correction and miss off the other side. Just like what the you know, can't catch break. so yeah. it mm-hmm. happens.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, so Rockley second place, and then fifth. Place at Sun Valley, yeah. F- new venue um, for those of you guys up in the Northwest. Um, pay particular attention to uh, the Lead Farm out in Prosser, Washington. Those dudes put on a hell of a show, and it's a it's a super cool venue. They put a tremendous amount of work into it, and they um, they've got a great facility out there. And I would say please have a look at them go out and shoot one of their matches they're new to the like the local circuit um and i ended up i ended up taking first place at that event and that was a lot of fun they had a they had a lot of fun stages challenging in terms of time Um, i timed out i i think i timed out on one yeah i think i timed out one or two stages but it was like when you when you got that last shot off it was like time and pressing the trigger and you're like Whoa. 90
1: second stage or two minutes
0: two minutes Wow Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. yep
0: but it's just you know well thought out appropriate target sizes mm. not too small not too big um, and a lot of new shooters there a lot of a lot of new people and we've said this before that is where the sport grows yep. I can't stress this enough to you guys man the sport grows from these local one-day events This is where, this is where it all gets cultivated. Somebody comes out, they, they like, I don't know how many times, especially at Sun Valley, um, where you and I shot at Sun Targets rather, um, there's people just walking around without guns, watching what's going on. And those, that's the dude that's gonna show up and be like, you know what, I wanna try my hand at this. this, With his odd six. What's this all about, right? And, you know, I can only imagine, though, that that dude who's walking around looking at that competition and seeing a whole slew of race guns out there is probably intimidated as shit. Yeah. He's probably just like, oh, hell no, this ain't my game. Yeah. So I can totally see it from all perspectives, but truly and honestly, I think the sport is is grown at those levels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, the one-day events that are not too hard, not too easy, but they're just enough. And dudes show up with a, with a healthy crowd of people that are willing to help them. Yep. And to say, hey, you know, like, the other thing is like a dude that shows up with a, with a hunting rifle or something like that. Like, no, nah, man, don't, like, encourage that individual. Yep. Don't, be, don't look at him and say, oh, you need this or you need that. No man, encourage that individual to go shoot with that rifle because it puts bullets out of the muzzle just like yours does. Yeah. And so, like, don't don't cause that individual to be to feel any more insecure than they already might be, considering that like they're probably looking at everybody's gear and all yeah. the stuff, going, "Whoa, man, I'm kind of like out of my element here."
1: Yeah, don't don't sit there and say like, "Yeah, you should get this or whatever." Jump on my gun. That's that's completely irrelevant to the point you should teach him how to be proficient with his rifle, mm-hmm. right? Especially if it's a hunter, because he's probably most likely, you know, it's a it's probably a, an application purpose rifle, right? Yep. Um, which kind of brings me to, uh, I, I gotta email him. Carrie, um, if you're listening to this, I know you listen to this. I, uh, he's a hunter um, that I met down in Texas. My God, you guys down in Texas are freaking awesome. I would say, man, and so there's 18 stages I'd say about 90% of the ROs, man, which was like, it, it, it kind of like, it caught me off guard, but they all were like, Hey man, thanks for the podcast and the videos. Like, you know, it was like super cool to, 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 to hear that from, you know, that we got love down, down, down in, uh, down in Texas. But I, I truly appreciate you guys, um, for, for saying that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support to the podcast. And, uh, thanks for you know taking time out of your guys' schedule to watch us have fun for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it means it means a lot.
0: Yeah, that's well the RO aspect of it.
1: Yeah, so uh, so Carrie that I met, um, we talked for a little bit. Well, the stage the stage is cold, but you know he listens to us, and he's he's one of those those, um, those hunters, right? That he 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 got on the sport because he's a hunter. That's something that he does with the son. He's actually. Supposed to be going on the same caribou hunt, just in a different time frame. Oh, cool! Uh, as I am, <laughs> right on. Um, and cool. he just got his first Wyoming elk uh, uh, this past season with a with a archery nice. do, do it yourself, yep. uh, which is oh, cool. Dude. Good, and, good and, it, man. and it's so cool to just hear those stories, right? Because like now, knowing what I know now about the hunting community, I mean, I, especially outside people outside of Wyoming. Again, that's a once, almost sometimes once in a lifetime hunt.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, here in Washington, with a, with a rifle, if you draw an elk tag in uh, in a premier area, that's yeah. a once in a lifetime. Really, tag. you
1: can't yeah. you can't ever draw.
0: Pretty much, okay. I mean, like I wouldn't, say, just odds. I wouldn't say can't. The yeah. odds are totally okay. against yeah. it. So, um, I mean, we've seen dudes in one area draw with you know eighteen points, um, then we've seen dudes in the same area draw with six points. So it has like there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, it's it's cool to see those people come out and watch, and that's where and and you know for all of you guys that are listening, that's where that's where it all happens. That's where the growth comes. I mean, that's where this sport started in the Northwest when I first yeah. moved up to Washington State um, and found figured out the local match kind of scene. We're just all shooting off of a dirt road in between Ellensburg and Yakima and getting together and. You know, on on a specific weekend and and um, keeping scores on a on a clipboard and and having a blast. Some people would camp out, um, other people would just drive in every day, and it was super cool. It was a lot of fun. We had a blast.
1: I was on a I was on the plane ride and I was just looking through my notes and stuff like that, and I saw this. Since we're talking about competition, about kind of where it starts, so something if you guys are listening to keep in mind. Is competition is a measuring stick for progress. Never let anyone, any other person keep you from giving your best or trying. The goal is to always do our best, but in a humble way that is backed with confidence, mentoring, and actions that bring others into our sport of choice.
0: Dude, where'd that come from? I can't
1: remember. I, I don't know if it that came from really, you or, really well or if, if I just wrote down notes that I saw somewhere. But I I, I was, yeah, I don't know. I was just looking that at the was my really notes. really well said. Yeah.
0: Um, And that's, that's, that's a lot um, in line with the topic that we were talking about last night. Like, what does it mean to be kind to yourself? And that was, um, you know, that's, that's talking about performance without an attachment to the outcome. Because you should never allow any one particular person um, or thing or experience to, to like rob you yeah, because that's really what it's doing. It's yeah. you're just being robbed. You're robbing yourself yep. and it's easier. It's totally easier said than done. And it's, you know, one of those things that again, like I'm, I'm learning this as I go and unfolding and unpacking and pulling back new layers every single day. And um, that's really, that was a powerful statement to make. It's the truth. It's just a measuring stick. Yep. It's just a measuring stick for progress. Yep. You know? And and like the other part is is like if you can't be truly happy for the for for people that that shot really well, then you need to look at that inside yourself. Yeah. Like what is it inside of you that does not want, you know you know what I mean? Yeah. Like
1: doesn't want someone else to be successful. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. if you if you look at that with discontent, there's like this burning passion of just like Ugh. Like, dude, it's time for you to look at yourself. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Like, and then again, it's that intention aspect of yeah. it, right? So like the, you know, our, our ego sets the intention, sets our intentions for why we do things and why we show up the way we show up. Yeah. And once you realize that, and you bring that into your level of awareness, it will shift every bit of your perspective, um, hopefully. It did for me, anyways.
1: What uh, what rifle did you bring down here?
0: I brought my six five trainer.
1: Is that the same one that was sitting in your, your silo You just dropped yeah. it back in the yeah, I Just
0: pulled it out of the. I pulled it out silo chassis and put it in the. Too, too have to travel with? Dude, I would not have been able to make weight. No, I. It, no, it is. It's definitely lighter to travel with, um, and you know the. Again, the silo is like a. It's a purpose built competitive shooting chassis and this and the, and the Whiskey 3 is like a that's like a, a born and bred from the tactical application yeah multiple, so, multiple 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 roles, yeah. multiple roles yeah. multiple uses and um, it's my first love yeah. so
1: Um, I'm excited for this week I'm excited for the uh, guys hopefully I'll, I'll wonder when we'll publish this but hopefully we'll publish it while these guys are here and hopefully we'll be able to do it. I know I uh, Duffy wants to do a podcast oh um, cool yeah yeah uh, mocha bear actual is that is is that yep. his uh, instagram
0: yeah
1: but yeah i look forward to it's it's always nice to it was the last time we taught a civilian class it was pig river yeah yeah pig yep. river pig river remember uh, but these are always fun these the traveling ones at least the traveling ones that i've been on this is my second one with the team of modern day cyber and uh now i'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to yeah, just meeting meeting these guys down here on florida and
0: yeah and the the range here at volusia county they've um if you're if you're a florida resident and you're looking for a place to shoot volusia county's got a great got a great location they've got tons of props out here uh they got an elevated shooting platform targets out to 900. um this is i've this is my sixth time um teaching a a formal class and i've done some private classes at volusia county Six um but uh this is a great place to train and shoot and this is a fantastic time of year. Yep. So, guys, if if you if you are in the area and you're listening to this, we still have a couple of slots open for our two hundred one class uh, next week. So, um, jump on that if you haven't already done so, and if you have the uh, the time and opportunity to do it. So.
1: It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday next week.
0: Yep, Thursday, Friday, Saturday next week.
1: Which is uh, February something? Because today <laughs> so, <laughs> today is yeah, the it's today, definitely February. Today is the fifth. So, uh, yeah. So six, six seven, seven, eight, eight nine. nine. We got a day off on the tenth. Eleven, 12, 13. There 11, you go. 12, 13. So hopefully this yeah. is out before PR two hundred one, which it should be. Oh yeah, it should be. Um, and uh, yeah, guys. And then we've got some uh, s- uh, openings still in uh, California. Yeah. Uh, PR one hundred one in uh, Southern California. Mm-hmm. We've got some um, active duty uh, personnel coming on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't say exactly what they're doing. Um, we'll have them introduce themselves, but, um, that's going to be interesting mm-hmm. and I'm um, look, definitely looking forward to that. Yep. And, uh, just, I'm excited to be down in California for March.
0: Yeah, man. And that's another great time of year for SoCal. Yep. You know, it's yep. beautiful, nice weather, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of overcast, marine layer burning off.
1: I'm excited to like have, hopefully have time to visit the schoolhouse, but I feel like for me, it's not, oh, we're
0: going to the school,
1: but it, I feel like it's not like, it's still like, it's still like, it's still like. Going back to how many no, lives you, how many lives, yes, right? It's like yes. It's like it's still fresh, right? It's, it's like so it's, it's not gonna like be like a nostalgia like, yeah, you know as when you probably went. It's
0: dude, it, it's yeah, it's bizarre, man. What what was that? When did I go on that one? When did you let me in the classroom? That was, it was like seventeen? Yeah, it was seventeen. 17. Yeah, it was seventeen. Seventeen. And and that was super bizarre because I hadn't been there. Yeah. Um and you had it all to yourself yeah it was just us yeah it was pretty cool it was super cool and I had my son with me yep. so that was even better um, he was looking at all the class pictures It's like that's you <laughs> yeah man did you see the Did,
1: you, did you see the one with all the dead pigs
0: yeah we saw the that's, one with all the dead pigs that's always, a, that's
1: always a fun story
0: and I was like yep that's the class <laughs> immediately after I left I didn't do that was shit. it really after you left it was left? first class after I left oh god I slaughtered the whole class that's crazy but they, they, they got the heat come down on them I for bet. that. Done it's, it's fucked all, up. It's all fun and games until you <laughs> drop a full class yeah. and then you gotta explain I yeah. or why. Exactly. Uh, they thought they were they thought they were doing something funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Cool. Right on guys. Well I think this is a good place to wrap it up, eh? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic.
1: Hey guys, uh, thanks for listening again. If you guys like if you guys get like this, um you know we don't run ads on here do we no maybe our own ads but maybe Maybe our own ads some some small little plugs if you guys like the content uh please share it with a friend Um, you know if you want to get someone else into the sport of long range shooting you know it'd be nice to uh you know just spread the uh spread the love but uh if you got value out of this definitely share it with a friend like it and uh, throw us a comment it's been a while since i've seen comments in the pod bean uh, so throw us a comment. I, I felt like this podcast went pretty smooth. Yeah, talk about some for sure. some some different things. Yeah. and it's been a while since we talked about something kind of educational in both the technical side and the my, mindfulness aspect. But mm-hmm. okay, guys, you guys know the drill. We will see you guys next time. And until then, keep your face on the gun.
0: Shoot well, guys. Later.